What's up? What's good? It's number two from Nashville. I'm not in Nashville right now. I'm at home, but I was in Nashville. Thanks to the lovely people at patreon.com forward slash the downbeat, we were able to get an Airbnb, some cameras, some lights, some flights, some lucky charms, and some wicked guests, and we had a lovely time. A lot of episodes for you. I want to do it again. So consider giving chucking us a pound at patreon.com forward slash the downbeat. And it will be, re- I promise you, it will be reinvested, whether it be new cameras or these little trips to all these faraway lands like Nashville, Tennessee, so I can get a lot of good content for you guys. If you don't want to give me one pound, you are, you know, that's fine. But if you want to give me more pounds in exchange for some cloth, you can go to www.thedownbe.at, so it spells downbeat, pick up a t-shirt, pick up a hoodie, joggers, we've got loads of stuff. Two stores, ships from LA, ships from Reading, England. So you've got no excuses. Pick something up. Um, Before we talk about my guest, let's talk about the only other sponsor of the Downbeat. I'm so sorry, guys, but you know I love them. Look at them in the background there. Sprinkling a little bit of joy onto the scene. It's Display. Display, mate, metal posters. By that I mean they are posters literally made of metal. They are not made of those like paper posters that you would get in a magazine, from the market, off a wall. They are metal. They mount with a magnet. Oh, you got a landlord. He or she or they are not going to know because the protective leaf plus magnet plus display, it's a system which leaves no marks. They got everything you could possibly want. They got games. They got... Call of Duty and all that, Diablo, whatever. They got Star Wars. They got movies. Star Wars comes under movies, really, doesn't it? They've got sports teams. They've got everything you want. We've got a downbeat store. We've got new designs in the downbeat store. Cool stuff. If you use the code downbeat at displate.com, you will get 22% off one to three displates. Or 33% off three or more displays. Displate.com, use the code DOWNBEAT. My guest this week, getting real good at this, aren't I? Stop interrupting to tell yourself you're getting good. My guest this week is Emma Boster, one of my besties. Emma Bestie. We did a tour with Iron Wish. We, she's been on the podcast before, but not the video version. We did an audio episode a while ago. Then we did a tour together, bonded such a good human, such a good band. In this episode, we discussed a limited edition downbeat Times Dying Wish vinyl. You know the drill, a real dumb looking vinyl. I'm not going to spoil it for you. In this episode, we cooked up what it was going to be. It's since been painted death metal style. You can pick up the limited edition Dying Wish downbeat version of Symptoms of Survival on vinyl, pink splatter vinyl, with a limited edition crazy artwork come up with by me and Emma Boster at dyingwishhc.com. It's out November 3rd. It's ridiculous. And it's time for Emma Boster on the Downbeat Podcast. Hangover, out of ten. 
solid seven. Sevens don't exist. <laughs> okay, eight. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, mine, <laughs> mine kicked in moments ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I felt fine. And now I'm like, oh. Because, like, now the stress. I'm nervous. Me too. Thank you for saying that, actually. Why? Because I'm kind of nervous. Even though we've hung out the last two days, I'm like, this is different, you know? There's a bit of anxiety there for me, definitely. <laughs> but yeah. then, why are you nervous? It's just uh, kind of a big deal, you know? Thanks. Thank, <laughs> thank, thank you for saying that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, you can leave this in, Simon, the editor. He's NDA'd up his ass. So, you know, mm-hmm. say what you want and we'll get it cut out. Awesome. No, no one's ever done it, but I think that takes the anxiety off some people. Okay, good. Some people with those, uh, I was going to say colorful vocabulary, but no, <laughs> no one that's been on has that. I will say this, though. What is it about the girls drinking on the podcast at lunchtime? Hair of the dog, first of all. Um, but I don't know. It's just like it helps take the edge off. Connie was the same. It was like 10.30 a.m. I was like, can I get you a drink of anything? She goes, have you got... I was about to do like an American accent. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> have you got any uh, whiskey? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. Let's go. I love it. When you said the NDA, you can say anything you want. It can be taken out. I immediately thought of Connie. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> just because I've hung out with her so much. and But I actually don't think she's afraid of saying or anything. Well, yeah, so. Not a single edit. She's fearless. Maybe some stuff that... Uh, sponsors would go, eh. but then again, I talked about taking my dog's uh, phantom pregnancy medication on the episode with Brendan, so that'll be that'll be coming up. I'm going to pull a drink out right now. Okay. And despite everything I told you yesterday, remember I got annoyed at you yesterday. I'm going to pull it out, and you're going to go, you're going to remember what it is. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Shout out. If you're just, no, no shout out. Okay. <laughs> but I'm very tired. If you're just listening to this, fuck you, because this costs a lot of money to do. So please watch it. <laughs> um, but I've just pulled out a can, a delicious can of Monster Energy Zero Ultra. Um, and yesterday you did a collab post. Has it happened yet? Um, they posted it this morning. And uh, Emma didn't know. <laughs> If, if it was, you know, funded by Monster and I lost my shit. I was like, no free shit. Why are you fucking doing this? We don't have to go into that because I, I know that sort of thing is in progress. But I just mm-hmm. want you to know that I am completely being hypocritical here based on the fact I'm going to drink a Monster, but I need it to get through this. I thought you were going to make me take another tequila shot. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> But also, if you're watching Monster, can I have some money? Yeah, <laughs> really please. Really nice to have some money. Because what I'm going to do as a sort of, as a uh, a little bit of a fuck you, I'm going to face the logo to me. If you'd like in a future episode for me to face the logo to a camera, then get in touch. <laughs> we need a Mountain Dew guy. I need one so bad, especially the hard Mountain Dew. I don't really need a standard Mountain Dew guy. I don't drink soda, really. Well, that's a lie. Coke Zero. But other than that, like, I, don't, I never really drank soda growing up or anything. So. Coke Zero gives me restless legs. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm like seriously in bed. Really? If I drink Coke, Coke Zero in the day, in bed, I'm just writhing around. 
Hmm. Not even in like a fun way, just rubbish. Yeah. I will say we were watching, we've been binge watching Mindhunter on Netflix. Great show. It's really good. And I drank maybe three Coke Zeros in the span of like an hour and a half yesterday. And it for sure. Tweaking out. For sure fucked me up. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yesterday? Yeah. At what time? Uh, noon. Sick-ish. Well, the life of a musician. Right. Nashville resident now. <laughs> I know. Where are you originally from? Portland, Oregon. You born and bred Portland. In Oregon. I, I We kind of moved around a lot. So I was born in Bend, Oregon, which is a beautiful place. Bend is in to Bend. Yes. It's spelled to Bend. Mm-hmm. It's in central Oregon on the other side of the mountain range from Portland. And then my mom, she was really young when she had me. So she, um, when I was five, she went to university at Southern Oregon University. And then we lived in Southern Oregon for seven years and it sucked. Um, why, why does it suck? It's just real small town, um, lots of drugs, like oh, sounds meth, terrible. meth and oh, stuff. It's like the meth fun, capital of- fun ones. No, like I always was traumatized by those, this is you before and after meth billboards because little me was always like, somebody's going to make me do meth and then I'm going to end up like that just because I didn't really understand it. But Those transformations- are pretty wild. Are they real or are they to scare people off? Oh, it's real. It's so weird it affects your face. Yeah. The meth look. Yeah, I mean, it's chemicals. I wonder if it will ever come into fashion. <laughs> like, <laughs> meth looks back. <laughs> Everyone get involved. There's one, there's one simple nootropic you can take to get the meth look. It's called meth. I'd prefer that over, like, gaucho pants ever making a comeback. Remember those? What pants? <laughs> Gauchos. They were like yoga pants, but they're kind of like hippie looking. They have like the wide leg yoga pant look. I thought a yoga pant was like a legging. It is, but they're like baggy, like baggy, <laughs> baggy. Oh no, my God. No, no, no. <laughs> Respectfully, a yoga pant is a yoga pant. Don't fuck with it. Right. <laughs> don't, don't fuck with a yoga pant. I didn't even say Emma Boster. Thanks for coming on the downbeat. Thank you for having me, Craig Reynolds. You're back. Round two. Yeah. I won't hang up on you a million times this time. Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I seamlessly edited it out, I think. Was you that did. pandemic? It was. We didn't know each other at all. That was the first meeting. It, it was. That's crazy. Do you think we hit it off or do you think it was rubbish? I think we hit it off. And then we toured together and now we're best friends. I was, ner- <laughs> I was nervous for that one. Really? Yeah, because from the outside perspective, Emma Boster, right? And this doesn't define you, but female hardcore i was like i'm getting cancelled it's <laughs> fucking happening but not that you've done anything i was just like right. you know the perception of you know on twitter not you in personal but i was like just generally pandemic anxiety on all time high i was like she's gonna fuck me up i'm gonna say the b word and that'll be it she'll hang up on me no <laughs> i you, love the b word i think- love the c word too I love it, but you can't say it on this podcast. No, will they take it off everything? It it gets automatically demonetized mm. as uh, hate speech. Okay. And the only episode I've had it done to was uh, North Lane, which is obviously Australians and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was about probably about four hundred in there, but it's shadow banned. It can't even like you can wow. if you search for it exactly, you can get it. It's very American. Can I say, bitch? Yes. I don't mean right now. I just mean in general. <laughs> like, 
I what? love that I'm your I'm yeah. your go-to. We talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> You're my barometer of uh can I say that? I, I wouldn't I, I don't think I'd ever call a woman a bitch unless she was being <laughs> <laughs> I think you can say it. Yeah? Yeah. You definitely can't say I Even then, I, I know you can't say the C word. No. Because it's... That's a little far. Especially in this country. Mm-hmm. That, like, the, the C word holds so much weight here. Yeah. Like, it's like the worst thing you can be called. I, I We literally spoke about this one second before this, but you haven't done Curb, your enthusiasm? Or you you don't like it? I tried... I tried really hard, but it like stresses me out <laughs> like a lot. He's, he's just, it's just like very stressful situations all the time. And yeah, I, I want to like manage it, but it's like watching a it's train like, wreck. happen. Yeah. It's, it's like a cartoon almost like every episode has one thing that goes terribly wrong and then it gets resolved at the end. But there's a great episode with him saying the C word in America. Mm hmm. And it's, it, you'll have to watch it. That's, that's all I'll say about that. But speaking of words you can't say. Okay. Last night, karaoke. <laughs> I've never, God damn. never experienced anything like that in my life. Can't say God damn. Yeah, we came in and the guy over the, the microphone was like, hey guys and welcome into it. Are we going to give him a little shout out? Santa's Pub. Hey guys, welcome to Santa's Pub. Uh, just so you know. I know it was actually Jeremy DePoister. Mm-hmm was going to sing break stuff and they said you can't say that because we can't do gds or f bombs <laughs> and i didn't even clock what gd was and then f bomb i was like they don't say that in that song an f bomb is right you know <laughs> but i thought the same thing and and, and it kind of and then the gd was goddamn which is fucking Almost cool how fucking nerdy that is. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you can't say GD. I don't get it. There has to be a reason. And I don't like being told not to do something without a reason for it. Yeah. Like. And yeah, I don't know. Like not taking drinks up there. I can understand. What if you spilled it? It got on there. Very high quality. Glad you made the, <laughs> glad you made the joke. Yeah. Um, oh, no, not my PG-58. Right. That's a cool, funny joke about the lower range shore microphones. You wouldn't catch Rode making one of those Rode microphones. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, so that was fun, and you stayed out later than me. Uh, we stayed there until 2.30. I want to read verbatim. I can't, my phone's not here, but I can remember it. Verbatim, because mm-hmm. we went out the night before. Where did we go for dinner? That was lovely. <laughs> Um, Geist, our Geist. friend Jillian is the general manager at Geist. She hooked it TF up. She did. And the drinks are amazing. They just added a vegan thing to the menu. I'd like to think that I'm partially responsible for that. Who knows? She like didn't it. deny it. So. They, were, they were very eager to give it to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Try this one. Yeah. <laughs> Try this one. <laughs> She's uh, best. But then we went for karaoke. I did karaoke because Brendan said he would, he would do it if I did it and I never do it. And he, he fucking left. <laughs> He was like, I'm so drunk, I can't see. I have to go home. <laughs> and then we got drunk and there was a text from you the next morning. Guys, I can't do last night again. 
I can't do last night again. I'm, I'm, I haven't been sleeping well. And everyone was like, yeah, me too, me too. Except for me and Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And then I, I would argue that we got more drunk. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And I think it's like when you go on a bender, the residual effects just continue to grow. I'm, I'm there right now. Yeah. You know, I've got like, because before this week, we went to Sound and Fury and we went on Thursday, had two days of vacation, hung out with my mom, went to the pool, and then nice. went to Sound and Fury, and then flew home and immediately hung out with you guys. So I'm just like, I'm like a weekend. Oh, you're on it. <laughs> you are absolutely on it. How was Sound and Fury? I saw the videos. You look fucking mental. The best weekend of my life. Yeah. It was amazing. I went to my first Sound and Fury in 2012 when it was still in Santa Barbara. And I was 17 years old and I maybe like, I think I told my mom where I was going, but I was just like, Hey, I'm just going to like go to a fest in California. And she was like, okay, eh, whatever. I was like almost 18. So she let me do whatever I wanted. We drove down Santa Barbara, didn't have a place to stay. So we slept on the floor of someone's hotel room and just like, you know, when was this raw dogged it? Uh, 2012. I saw the, the barrier thing. I don't want to go to Sound and Fury because last time I asked someone what they eat on tour and everyone's like, you're copying the Hardlaw bit. Ow. <laughs> Love Hardlaw. It's the only other music podcast I like. Same. But come on, it's all we have to talk about. Right. It's food. But they did the Sound and Fury thing, so I don't want to, you know, maybe they've explained it. I don't know. It came out today. Mm. But did you have that crazy barrier thing? No. And they do explain it on the pod from what I've seen. Fuck this thing. Go and yeah. listen to the Hardlaw episode. I don't want to do that at all mm-hmm. um you got an album coming out yes november 3rd november 3rd this will be out way before then yeah when does this come out i've got it written down somewhere tom okay. told, tom told me when but it, what it's going to do is uh have a downbeat dying wish vinyl collab which i've done twice three times before two stray one void of vision now we're going to do dying wish dying wish but what we have to do right now, at the start of the episode, I will have explained that you can pre-order it now. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to have shown it. Hopefully by this point, it will be up there at the end of this section. Not physically, but virtually up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to make the dumb artwork. I love it. Isn't technology awesome? So sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, it has to be dumb is my only criteria. Okay. The album is called Symptoms of Survival. Do you have... The artwork already, Paul Romano, is unbelievable. Perfect. It's perfect. It's not as perfect as what we're about to make. Okay, well... But it, it, it is perfect for a, a real-life record. Mm-hmm. Before we go into making our dumb-as-fuck one... Who came up with that? Who wanted him? I think it was a Tom or a Sam idea. Nice. I don't remember. That's, that's two of my boys right there. Yep. I mean, you. I love all you guys. I don't know why I said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, because did, he, I know full well, Paul Romano, obviously he's done Mastodon, he's done, okay, he did the Acacia Strain one he did is the only one, please don't anyone show this to him. It's the only one where I'm like, eh, did, really? Like the little guy on it. He did the uh, continent. Oh, okay. And there's like a like insane hellscape 
and then like a little guy that looks like a cartoon. I can see the vision. I yeah, don't you can be on the fence. I don't, I don't intend on using Paul Romano, so I can roast him. I'm not going to roast him. <laughs> Some of my favorite artwork ever: mm-hmm. Mastodon, Leviathan. You ever seen the pulled out version, the vinyl version? No. It's unreal. I you. Oh. The pullout, the poster for ours is so cool. Is it an extension of the artwork or is it a new thing? It's um, on theme, but different. Sick. Mm-hmm. But I know he doesn't really like any like notes. He'll just, t- usually, from what I know, people will go, here's what it's about. And he goes, let me cook. Yeah. Well, I can explain how we ended up with that. Um, Fragments, the cover is very dark. The record is dark, but it feels kind of like a trauma dump in a way. And we kind of felt like symptoms of survival. The whole idea behind this record was growth because we've grown as band, as people. And so we... Pedro came up with this idea to have art, the artwork be green as like a symbol of growth. And so, and then we thought, you know, it'd be cool if there was like, um, like a corpse that had growth coming from it to kind of symbolize this like life after death. Cause we just talk about death so much on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like in a different mindset than fragments was written in fragments was really negative and symptoms of survival is kind of just like a, it is what it is acceptance level of everything. So, um, that was kind of what we pitched. He listened to the record. I sent him all the lyrics for the record. Um, I gave him like a synopsis of what each song was about. And then he just took off and we got the, the album cover, which is amazing. Like all of the artwork involved. Really yeah, because cool. he does more than just the the front, like you said, the pull out. There's loads of stuff. That's cool. I thought he worked differently. I thought it was just give me the name of the album and what's it about. <laughs> I he said that that's normally how he likes to operate, but um, he had mentioned that normally with Mastodon, he's so involved in their creative process that mm. he's like actually in studio with them while they write the record, which is something that's that cool. I really admire and think is really cool. And hopefully, going forward, you know, we'll be able to involve him more in the studio so he can be a part of that creative process and really absorb that. Um, that's what he said he's done for Mastodon. He, they don't really give him direction. He just is so involved with the art that it's like he gets it. And so hopefully in the future, that's so what we'll use, do. You want to continue using it? Yeah. I love it when a band uses the same artist. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's lazy, but like think about Metallica, like those first few Metallicas. It's all the same. Oh, another podcast where he talks about Metallica. I'll be <laughs> fucking short. But like... What's the tally on that one? <laughs> I, every single episode. Yeah. <laughs> every fucking... Come on the fucking podcast, Lars, you fucking idiot. Um, I love it. And I love it. And then like... Because then you get to like change the colors. Like, you know, if it, if it means something else. But it's, you know what's funny about that is some people... Sometimes you can accidentally copyright a color. Like, do you think... Uh, like, Imagine a hardcore band comes out with like that soft pink now after Turnstile. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it. No. You can't do it. Death Heaven Sunbather. No one can use that sort of red sunrise thing. It's copyright. It's done. Mm-hmm. You could copyright a color green. 
It's not green enough. Dying wish green. It's not green enough, but that would be cool to have like our own, like, what do they call them? Pantone? Mm, yeah. Pantone guy. Mm-hmm. Big Pantone head. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they call me. Um, okay. I actually want to go into our artwork later because now I feel like we're on a little roll about the album. And okay. We'll, we'll figure things out. Okay. Now, I heard a rumor. A little bird told me mm-hmm. that either, I can't remember because I'm not a professional, either the title, the title track was going to be buried, like Sorry, track. Like, <laughs> okay, continue. Are you good? <laughs> yeah, if you heard that, I was, I'm just, yeah, anyway, sorry. It can be edited out, but I can leave it if you want. <laughs> just leave it. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, someone told me the title track was either you weren't sure if it was even going to make it or it was going to be like track seven or something. We had, before we even tracked vocals, we had what we thought the track listing was going to be. And Symptoms of Survival was on the back half of the record. Whose idea was it to put it first? Because they need either a raise or just a crown or something. I'm really bad at remembering whose idea was what. Honestly, Tom's. It was Tom's. Of course it was. Yeah. The man is good. It's just, it's, that song is not like anything we've ever written before. And so I think that it's really cool to start the record with that because it makes such a statement. It's the biggest, like, I love your record. Tom sent it to me. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty late on when someone sends me a record, I'm, I'm late to actually listen to it. I and never then, listen to music people send me. I'm really bad about it. I'm so picky. Like, out of the last, I get emails all day because I just get, I get put on the press thing now because I'm a press guy apparently. <laughs> and I, it, it needs to be, I think this year, it was Tesseract's album, which is due to come out later on, and your album. And that's it. That really? I've gone back to, and I go through, you know, the links that they give you, the SoundCloud. I'm like, that's all me. Because I know how many times I've listened <laughs> yep. to it. So I go back and I'm like, because they're, they're very, like, you can sort of tell who actually has listened to it. Because I went back and listened to it this morning as a refresher. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, quite a lot of these are me. Cool. Good for me. Yeah. But that song, I need to know, did it have Randy LaBeouf on it? Was it, a, or who? Whole record has Randy all over it. He needs his flowers. He does. Randy needs his flowers on the downbeat. He is the sixth member of Dying Wish that just doesn't tour with us. He's very involved in everything that we do. And I don't think there's any shame in that at all. It's allowed us to elevate to where we are now. Um, He truly, because before Fragments, you know, we were kind of teetering on like what kind of metalcore we wanted to do. And then, you know, we did. What do you mean before Fragments? You know, we like put out our demo in the split with the span serration. Yeah. And um, I had a friend, Nick Fit, actually. I don't know if you've ever met Nick Fit. I think so. Um, Unless I have, in which case I'm sorry. He's the kind of person where if he doesn't like your band, he will tell you. And Sick, that's me too. Yeah. <laughs> and when we came out with Fragments, he was like, you know, this is really cool because before this, like I could kind of tell you guys didn't know what you wanted to sound like. You were just kind of figuring it out. And he's like, you really figured it out on this record. And so to me, that's like a Nick Fit compliment. But um, Randy really helped us discover our sound and like hone it in. I would make the same statement as well. 
because I like fragments. But, and this, this, I don't want this to sound mean. No, I probably agree with whatever you're about to say. It, most things on fragments I heard when that genre came out. Mm-hmm. Like early Kill Switch, yeah, just, just metalcore. Yeah. I was there, I'm old. How, <laughs> how old are you? 28. Yeah. I turned young. 29 next month. I'm Last old. year, my 20s. When's your birthday? September 16th. Every time someone says September for their birthday, I'm waiting for the number. <laughs> for that number. Close. It only ever happened once. Ruin, it did ruin my, ba- my my birthday one year, you know. I was about to say what year, but it would have been 2001. <laughs> I was seven. I, it happened to me in the gym. Luckily in the gym in the UK, because I reckon I'd have got my ass kicked in the <laughs> States. I, I can't remember how I got into something, someone's birthday next week. I was like, oh, when's your birthday? And they said September 11th. And I said... Without even fucking thinking, <laughs> I just went, unlucky for some. You know, like when someone, when it's like the 13th, Friday the 13th, and yeah. someone says, unlucky for some, and I just went, and oh, <laughs> if I was in America, I'd have been so fucked. Yeah. I, I was on the phone with Tom Williams yesterday, and I answered the phone because he's from New York. Yeah. I said, Tom Williams, 631 survivor. How you doing? And that got a pop. Jesus. I thought I, you were just about to dox his fucking phone number. <laughs> Six three one nine eleven. No, but yeah. I mean, he yeah, he made it out. Let's let's get off nine eleven. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love. Well, we we did talk about conspiracies. I love That's talking coming. about nine eleven. Okay, we'll we'll get That's to it. It's coming on my list. I've got. I've literally got to look at my list because how long do you reckon we've done already? We're fucked. We are fucked. Uh, that's all right. How how long do you reckon we've done? How long do you what? Do you reckon we've done on the podcast? Uh, already? forty minutes. Oh no. Okay. Uh, we could with her, 31. Okay, and that's it, not bad. People will be listening to this like, it's not 31. Well, that's because there were some edits. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Randy influenced the art, because I don't know how you guys write a song, which we're going to come to because it's something I love to ask everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the two moments that I just, I don't know, I, know, I know Randy, I love him to death. I don't know musically Randy. I've never worked with him. He's been in the studio, if anyone doesn't know, for the record. Randy LeBeouf is the producer mixer co-writer co-writer for a lot of bands a lot of your favorite bands yeah like kubicon yeah the occasion strain um he got he got good roster he's got bars um and but i've never worked with him but we you know in that in the belleville kitchen oh yeah we've all had a time there and uh we would like bond over music so symptoms I thought sounds like really early Meshuggah. The breakdown in it sounds like it should be on the Nun EP. That, and that was a point where I thought, I wonder if Randy had something to do with that. And then the flip side of that, bookending it, how much did... Ah, I almost want to do a separate seg- segment on it. But I've got to hit my notes because okay. I'm a absolute idiot. You're organized. I'm not. I'm just brain dead. Lost, <laughs> lost in the fall. Oh yeah. Was that a Randy Emma date? <laughs> Kinda. That was a like. This is the moment, you mm. know. Um, so originally, the bridge at the end, the piano part, Lovely. that was just one. Like that, that just happened once. And then he was like, 
it's got to repeat. Like we've got to build this up more. Yeah. And so he starts with the piano and then the, we will never be the same starts. And then it repeats again. So I think we added two just to like really build it. And then the chorus comes back and the, the idea was to just have like this epic, like evanescence ending with that sounds like has all the parts repeating from the bridge and from the chorus and just like sounds like this like choir, you know, performance piece, mm. I guess. Um, but I mean, we, we leaned into the kill switch, um, like influence a lot on the record, but that was just like, almost like, how can we write like a metalcore song that's like kind of written like a pop song? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, if you were going to say that was the kill switch bit, I was like, that's not a kill switch bit. No, torn from your silhouette was the, <laughs> the, um, working title for that song was how we doing like Howard Jones, how yeah. we doing? Yeah. Cause that, that's just like such a kill switch moment. But yeah. Anyways, um, lost in the fall. How, uh, I just wanted to know because it's if you took your voice off it and you put Jesse's voice on it, it could be a trade wind song. Like in terms with the composition, with the his magic synth hands, all the little weird shit going on. Mm -hmm. And I love trade wind, big big trade wind fan. I love that last record that came out what like two years ago now. So good though. Wait, the one with the balloon on the front? No. Um, oh, uh, fuck. No King But Me. Or no. is that the balloon one? It's the one with the, like, the painting artwork. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. They're all good. They're all good. Uh, yeah, it's got a bit of Radiohead in it. It's got a bit, mm -hmm. a bit of stuff. I flick back and forward because you say stuff that works with what I want to say anyway. Okay. How are, you, how are you picking singles? Because, again, not that it defines you. You can sing. You've got, pi you got pipes. Thank you. You've got bars, vocal bars, but not. I mean, you might have bars, but you know what I mean? You've got chops. Chops, thank you. You've got chops. Do you find it hard picking a single between you? Um, No. I think it's just pretty obvious, you know, what songs need to be heard. There is one song, and that's Pray For Me, that... <laughs> the, best break, the best breakdown. It's so insane, but it almost just feels like, you know, with ca with um, Cowards, yeah. we really built up the the track one hype for yeah. that. Yeah. And so, you know, everything else is radio, could be radio play yeah. that are all the singles, you know. So it kind of gives people this idea of what to listen to from the record. But, you know, that Pray For Me just comes so out of left field that when people listen to it on the record, they're going to be like, what the fuck? And then it just goes right into path to your grave and so um is that gonna be a single though pray for me no are we i don't know if we're oh, surely we're allowed to talk about what the next single will mm -hmm. be yeah the next single is lost in the fall is it yeah so there we go that's i mean that's picking a single for radio yeah that video too i worked with neck obviously dragoreth he needs to come on the fucking podcast. He does. But I need it to look good. If this was anywhere near him, he would be here. <laughs> when we, we did one on tour, like, the whole band, but it didn't have all this fucking cinema shit. Well, he's your guy, too. I know. Mm. Oh, I could just ask him. Yeah. <laughs> do you want, I never even thought, do you want to just set up for your podcast, please, mate? Yeah. Anyway, do you want to tell me um, about the video? I don't know. When's that going to come out, though? August 30th. Do you reckon... I mean, it'll be out by now. 
as we've just fucking talked about and then edited out. Don't edit that out, Simon. <laughs> yeah. um, do you ever, are you ever nervous like you're going to get some, like, I was going to say, can, is blowback the term? Blowback's the term, isn't it? For what? For like, I don't know. It's not heavy. Mm. Oh, I just made you nervous. <laughs> no, not really. No? No, I think it's really important to know that like we made the record with every intention of doing right by us and by our fans and everyone that supports us. But this is just a really true representation of what we want to do. And there are really hard songs on the record. They're just not singles. And um, you're gonna play them out. You're gonna play. Are you gonna play? Pray. Oh God, yeah. I have an Jeff's idea. Fucked. Jeff's fucked. <laughs> I heard that and I just went, oh no, Jeffy boy. Yeah, we, he earned the nickname in the studio, The Bull. The Bull. Because Jeff is just now, he's just like, he's really been refined through the years of touring that we've done and yeah. he's really good and he did all of those songs in like three days. Nice. Um, so he, he coined the nickname, The Bull, for that. And it's hard because when we posted the track, stuff and how randy does records which which is drums last everyone's like oh drums are fake no it's just and people said drums are fake they assumed yeah but it's real and of course it is randy yeah. and Jeff. <laughs> right but randy's process is different but it does make drums you have to be on it sucks will does it as well yeah right? i think like just that whole all of that little ecosystem do it like that and mm -hmm. i get it it's easier for songwriting. It's easier to change stuff. But as a drummer, it's the most stressful shit on earth. Right. Especially because you've got a set amount of time in the studio, usually. And then it's like, well, we've got three days left. Better get these drums out. You've got to be on your game. Like, I've been sitting around all day eating sushi and yeah. Thai. <laughs> yeah. For a month. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, Jeff was around for a month just like kind of watching us. I mean, he's obviously involved, but, you know... I can't imagine like the anxiety buildup that happens when you're there watching everyone track guitar or do pre-pro track guitars, track bass, track vocals. And then it's like, finally, and now I have five days, yeah. you know, track uh, and sometimes write an insane part that mm. you're like, well, I don't have time to practice this. Except yeah. that little fucking shit practice kit that sometimes they put on. Right. He did practice, but yeah. Do you go to Randy with bare bones do you go with full songs? Do you do a, uh, like a pre-game? Like we sometimes go to Will for a, like halfway through this album cycle, we'll go to Will for like a writing weekend mm -hmm. and have demos. How does Dying Wish write a song? We did that twice. So we tracked Torn From Your Silhouette um, in, did we track it? We wrote Torn From Your Silhouette and pre-proed, I don't even know. There were a few songs that didn't make the record. Um, in a week, in for a week in July of last year. And then we went on the zombie tour and then we played Furnace Fest. And then in between Furnace Fest and Europe, we went back to the studio for like another five or six days to write more. And we'd been so busy that I know... Sam, Sam writes everything with Randy instrumentally wise. And, um, how do, and that's in the session. In studio. Yeah. 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 Cause we were so busy that there was no way Sam was going to be able to really write outside of it because we were on tour just constantly. Um, but that's, we pretty, they pretty much wrote everything 
there um, with Randy. And lyrically, I write a majority of the stuff in studio, but we did a lot of preparation prehand, just like kind of mapping out like what it is we wanted to talk about, what we wanted the vibe to be, because Pedro and I write lyrics together. Because, um, you know, it's pretty obvious what songs are Emma songs and what songs are P songs, you know? Like Lost in the Fall, like those uh, Patch Your Grave, you know, all of those more emotional songs are very me-driven. And then um, like Pray For Me, I was so gassed. That was the last song we did. And I was like, P, I just need some words Get for you. Nasty. I, I want... Cause he does, he, he trains Muay Thai and mixed oh, martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of that man. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely, he's a little scary, but, um, he, I was like, P, I just need a, I just need a, like a bunch of words of something you'd want to hear right before you enter the cage to go fight someone. And that's where we got pray for me. <laughs> and then the mu and then musically it, matches up with that mm -hmm. does he like fight yeah he has a fight this month i think it's fucking awesome i've i feel so bad on that zombie tour someone hit me up out of the blue you will remember remember this like i don't i like to go watch sports or whatever i don't but i don't stay oh, I invested someone hit me up and was like oh the ufc's around the corner from the venue and we're in salt lake salt lake yeah i've got two tickets do you want them and i was like yeah i'll definitely take p and it was one of those stupid Ticketmaster like to transfer the ticket, you have to give it. It was so annoying. And neither mm. we ended up fucking it, and neither of us could go. I ended up fucking it, and he was so stoked to go. And I was yeah, kind of fucked up. So annoying. And he, but he didn't kick, kick my ass. So no, know, <laughs> we got away with it. Right. Yeah. Um, I remember that. But yeah. No. P actually has a black eye in the right videos now. that oh, in we the videos. in the videos we did. I think you can tell in Watch My Promise Die because we did all four of those videos in four days. Um, you can tell and watch my promise die. There's like this shot in like the first minute where he's just like up against this white back background and it like zooms in on his face. He's got a black eye cause he was in a fight with someone who like, um, I think like does matches professionally and he was like, yeah, I got a black eye, but he didn't KO me. So wow, good for him. <laughs> uh, watch my promise die. Is that the one with, um, the red, the red dress? Mm-hmm. How was that video? That's a, that's like a cool, so almost like glam. Yeah. My, my brain going, don't get cancelled, don't get cancelled, <laughs> don't get cancelled. Quite glam. Yeah. Um, that whole thing, all of those videos were so fun because like I, and we've talked about this maybe, I have a pretty fair amount of gender dysmorphia mm. and it kind of takes a lot for me to be like, okay, like if I want to dress feminine, I have to like really own it. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm just going to go full on. And Amani and Beth and I went to this place called the showroom in Nashville where, um, Beth, she manages a country artist named Alexandra Kay and they got her Grammy dress there. And I was like, that's the level I want to be on. You know, nice. I want to like, I, I'm like a little, you know, more reserved when it comes to looks and stuff because I don't really want to be the hot girl in the band. That's not who we are. That's not who I am. But like, I do kind of want to, it's, I'm totally contradicting myself, but I do kind of want to be able to own this icon, whatever I am. I just like, I'm still kind of figuring it out. Yeah. But, um, so I thought that was 
fun. Like all of the videos, I was able to like really kind of curate a look with Lauren, who did my makeup and my hair. Dream team. Totally in love with her. But yeah. Dragonek mm-hmm. and Lauren. Dream team. Mm-hmm. If anyone doesn't know, some of the names we've talked about, we, we Randy, we did. Most of the names Emma is saying are people in our band. Dragonneck is Anthony Altamura from Straight From The Path Plays Bass, does our videos, does your videos, does everyone's. He's the Randy of video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Tom Williams is the guitarist of Straight From The Path, who manages Dying Wish. Correct. We are very incestuous yeah. <laughs> as like two bands, which is cool though, because I hope we get to tour again. Yeah, me that too. Would be nice. Yeah, let's hope- run back zombie. Yeah, I I have fears though that your band's going to get incredibly big <laughs> and it'll be reversed lineup. I don't know. Your about band's that. fucked, Jeremy. <laughs> no, they're they're on an upswing. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, fuck, I had things to say. You said uh, gender dysmorphia. Mm. What are you a she they? Yeah. Are they 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 them? Eh, I don't really care. Don't care. No, I don't really know. Was there a period where you were a she they? I still am. You still are? Um, I have a lot. I, it's interesting. Uh, there are certain circles where people only call me the, they, them. Yeah. And there are a lot of circles where people exclusively use she, and that's fine. Um, the circles in which people use they, them are mostly queer people. So, you know, that's always very validating. Yeah. But I don't mind. I, I do... I, I am I am feminine, you know, I am a woman. I just um really kind of am current always questioning gender and sexuality and society and all of that stuff and how I fit into all of that. Mm. Um and I mean we did talk about uh like I mean this was like two years ago we did our last episode. Reduce it if you want. Yeah, well, I just kind of like at that point, I really wasn't owning my queerness fully. And now I really do. And so at the time, like I was like, I was kind of afraid to like, you know, fully open up and like have people like use different pronouns. But now I like really love it. And when I was working at this restaurant, um, in Portland called DC Veg, everyone was queer. And so everyone referred to me as they, and that was really cool, but it does, it doesn't really like matter to me. I feel they're both pretty equally how I feel about myself. And, um, I know people feel differently about their pronouns, but what's the criteria. And I get, I'm just like, half of me is playing dumb. Half of me is fucking dumb. <laughs> and then the other half of me is like, oh, I feel like, especially podcasts, there's, there's too much like dunking on like situations and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. It's too easy. And and that's like they share a viral clip of it. And then the comments are all just like back in my day and all this shit. So I'd like to be more educational okay. about it, but also cause I want to know, but also cause I'm done, but also cause I'm like, I like dressing like a woman a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the criteria for queer? Is there a criteria, a criteria? I don't think just so. Like, I don't think. Like, any... how would you explain that? Because back in the day, mm-hmm. obviously, I'm not. I'm not asking as if you're like the fucking authority on it. <laughs> well, uh, I'm your authority on other things. You're, but... <laughs> you're actually, actually, you're my authority on almost everything. Um, but like back in the day, that was a slang term, like a derogatory slang term for gay, oh. at least in the UK. 
Oh, yeah. Did you, know, you didn't know that? It, it is, yeah. It, it was. Re- reclaimed, I guess. Queer, yeah, was definitely, it had a harshness to it. Almost like the C word, but, you know. They, uh, you know what, though? Women can say the C word. They can reclaim that. And drag queens can say the C word. They say the C word so much. Mm-hmm. So basically, how do I get away with saying the C word? No. <laughs> but like, is, Antifa. Is there exactly? Oh, it's been a while. Twitch, give me some more money so I can do it. But no, you know why I stopped? You know why I stopped? No. I fucking, I loved, loved doing it. If anyone doesn't know, like, I did a, I did a drag thing for a while in the mm-hmm. pandemic. It was awesome because I thank you because I loved, I love RuPaul's Drag Race, and uh, but then I was doing it on Twitch, and I was getting fucking paid. Mm-hmm. Right, so I was like, at one point I went, "Oh, is this queer baiting? Like, is this me? Is this uh, not even? Is this gonna look? Because I did it the first couple of times, and then I was like, I could just do this every month. And then it's like, am I profiting there from like, or at least will people think that oh, he's just doing that to get money or whatever? Hmm. So that's why I almost I was. Drag queens make money. I know they do, but they're it, also almost always gay or bisexual. Yeah. I mean, anyone can do drag. I mean, where do I sit on that spectrum? I don't even know. But. Yeah. I, I understand that. But anyone can do drag. Drag is more, it's like like the style. And actually, I was talking to Lauren about this, and she was like, I, she's also queer, and we bonded on that pretty quickly, but she was like, I want to dress up in drag and I like, I want to, she said, I hope she doesn't get upset. I don't think she will. She was like, I want so much lip filler that I want to look like, like a bimbo drag queen. And there's so many people that are like that. Yeah. And it's like drag is, you know, it's the like extraordinary style and the extraordinary makeup. And it's the, it's the Vogue and it's the sachet. Like it's all of that. It's not really it is so intertwined within queer community that it has a lot to do with, you know, identity, but anyone can do it and be a part of it. It's just like, you know, I think that people, um, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how, where I was going with that, but yeah. It's, um, are we in one of those states where it's illegal? Yes. Very. Fucking insane. Yeah. Like a drag show is illegal. Or like, why? I can't remember what it was. I saw, is Florida one as well? Like, that is fucking mental. I don't want to go too far into this depressing shit. Right. But like, that's that's more mental than last night's, you can't say GD. Yeah. Because I can buy a gun right now. <laughs> At Glock store. Let's find out. Where's the nearest gun store? I found this on the web. There we go. Double guns of Nashville. I mean, I was going to shout them out, but point uh, <laughs> six. Mm-hmm. Hey Siri, where's the nearest drag show? No, uh, Illinois. <laughs> really? Okay, so wow, that's yeah, wild. They've really, really wiped it out. It's uh, terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. Let's let's fucking move on because I've got funny stuff I want to talk about. Okay. Stop interrupting the podcast, Craig. I have to. Okay, we've gone into agreement with these people based on me getting their stuff and going, this stuff's quite good. Do you want me to try and sell it to you for, for to other people? And they said, yes. You look really healthy. I'm just doing you now. You look really healthy during this podcast, Craig. What's the secret? 
What's the secret to those late nights, but then you're just so chirpy and alert? It's almost like you've got stress adaptogens just sort of helping you out with a foundational drink containing 75 concentrated superfoods, antioxidants, and those stress adaptogens that you just talked about. Well, actually, yes. Throughout the duration of Nashville, I was taking my AG1 travel packs. AG1 is a foundational nutritional drink designed to fill gaps in your diet. I take AG1 every single day. I love it. I wake up. It keeps me hydrated. and I'm not even supposed to, but it keeps me hydrated because I measure out my 250 mils of water. One scoop of AG1 builds immunity. My gut flora with the pre and probiotics is just thriving. It tastes great. It's the number one thing you can do for your health every single day without leaving the house. If you too are looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving a free one-year supply of vitamin D and K2 and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash the downbeat. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash the downbeat. Supports the podcast, supports your immune system. Check it out. So many more music questions, but I'm going to come back if they come up. Okay. Because you're funny and we have fun. (laughs) Thank you. It was very serious for a minute. Yeah. But a bit pluggy. But now I want to get into, uh, last night you asked me a question and I was like, let's save this talk. Oh, wait, while we're still on the sort of, um, you know, wanting to be an icon, but not wanting to be an icon gender stuff. Mm -hmm. Have you seen Barbie yet? It's the best movie ever. You're 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 on board. Yep. Whole movie. You're on board for the whole movie. Um, they lost me a little bit at the end. Why? Because they lost me at the end as well. But I am a cis white male, um, so I can't say it. You know, there was just a part where I was like, "Does this make sense?" And I was like, "Why am I even thinking that it's a movie?" And literally, none of it makes sense. So <laughs> it's a movie design. No offense. Not even. I was going to say designed for females, but it's not. It's a movie about the most famous girl's toy. Mm-hmm. So that's what my brain was going. At the end, I thought, like, I loved it, by the way. I loved it more than Oppenheimer. I'll give If sevens don't exist, Oppie's got a six. And I'm getting, getting roasted for that because everyone's like, it's the best movie I've ever seen. It's like, I knew Nuclear War was bad before I watched the movie. <laughs> and it's like, I could, the only way I could be, obviously it's at the acting's incredible, the the, the directing's incredible, the, the plot is, you know, incredible. But like, the, oh, it, I can only see people being mind blown if they were going into the movie like, fuck, nuclear warheads rock. Yeah. <laughs> Let me watch this movie. And then they're like, wait a minute, that could be a bad thing. It's... Yeah, I mean, we have been binge-watching war movies because we talk about it so much on Symptoms. Um, And so I've been watching a lot of war movies recently. And this one, you know, I I liked the... um, They didn't demonize communism at all, and I enjoyed that. Um, But it just kind of gave me whiplash between all the timelines a little bit. And also, you know, I'm like, 
uh, this guy was pretty fully aware of what he was doing and he's really responsible for actual, I mean, there are other people responsible, but we committed a severe war crime and I don't feel like it was really brought home to how devastating that was as much as it could have been, I guess. Yeah, I got the argument because there were people saying, you know, it could have shown more of the damage in Japan and stuff like that. Which there was a scene where I was like, you know, when he's like, I don't want to, spoiler, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it by now, just fucking, <laughs> fuck you. This is fucking what, September. Um, there's a scene where he's like, the only scene where he really seems to show regret. And I was like, that is where you really could have shown some fucking, you know, horrible shit that it happened and it would have given more of a statement. Mm-hmm. But I came away with it like, and I, I guess it is true to what the American Prometheus, which was the book, in that no one really knows how much he regretted it. But then in my head, I'm like, that doesn't make a good movie. Like, you, know, yeah. you should have had a little bit more regret. Anyway, that's gone Neggy again. Uh, bar- Barbie. <laughs> Real well, quick, go, though, go, go. on that. I really like to understand the main character, and I did not feel like I understood him at all. Mm. And that was like, maybe that was intentional, but I was like, I don't know if I can like really connect with this character. I had no empathy for yeah. him at all. The, mm. You know, one thing I did really like, and I love Christopher Nolan, so... It's not surprising, but the thing when he's remembering the Indian Sanskrit stuff, like in real life, he said he thought of the line, now I am become death, destroyer of worlds. Moving that from his post-war speech into a sex scene was fucking awesome. I I loved that. You shook shook your head. Shaking your head, or are you just about to? I didn't know you were going with that, but but then I thought about that scene with Florence Pugh topless, and I'm like, oh yeah. (laughs) You said it, not me. Oh man, wow, yeah. Um, But last thing on the Barbie thing, Barbie's not even on my fucking notes, but like, (laughs) I thought, and it'd be interesting to get a female perspective on whether or not, like, the whole movie, you know, when like Ken goes to the the real world or whatever and he's mm. like this is awesome and shit and Barbie's like this sucks I thought it was cool because they were like they were showing like at the beginning it was a world run by women and the Kens weren't having any fun and then Ken goes and then to the real world where women aren't having any fun and then I was like you're gonna bring this home in a minute like we have an imbalanced society we're gonna balance it up and everyone's gonna be nice and that's how we do it but then it went like turbo at the end yeah. of like ken's still a little dog man and all this shit and i was like oh but i get it yeah i get it it's for empowering yeah little girls i imagine maybe hopefully yeah and i i think that it was just a really interesting take on society it kind of flipped on its head made you it was pretty challenging Thought-wise. Someone, thought. someone told me, because what I, I said, had that, I mean, this is kind of sexist in itself. I've had this conversation with every woman I know. Uh, but like someone told me recently, it was like, if you look really hard in the last scenes when it is wrapping up, all the stuff in the house where it was, oh, you knew this as well? I didn't fucking. Imani was there. She was. T- I it think was she- Imani. Yes. Of course it was. Shout uh-huh. out Imani. <laughs> yeah, I love um, her. All the stuff in the house is Ken and Barbie's. Mm-hmm. I'm a dumb idiot 
magnify that on screen for me because that's going to give me, you might push it to a nine. I love an Easter egg or like those little details though. Yeah, but I'm so dumb. I love it when I get it at the movie and not when I go home on Wikipedia and go, oh, oh. and then pretend that I knew. Yeah. Um, fuck me. We haven't even, <laughs> we haven't even done the artwork thing. Okay. Or the other thing that I want to talk about. So we're going to have to do that. Have you okay. got anything else you want to say about the record? It's really good. Thank you. Pre- I love pre-order it. Pre-order it, guys. It's fucking awesome. The mix is really great. That was the other thing on Fragments. I'm not. I'm trying so hard to not be like, oh, the mix. I didn't think it ruined it, but the, the mix wasn't great, guy. But then the last four episodes in a row, I've talked about the mix not being great on something. Mm-hmm. Not that it wasn't great on Fragments, but I think it's more mature on this one and and more accessible. You slap that on the radio mm-hmm. with that mix. Yeah. We didn't really, I mean, there was subtle changes we made, but our notes list was very short for mm. Randy on this record. Fragments kind of had that, still had that like 2003, sorry to be drummy, but like <laughs> that 2003 snare drum, which I loved in 2003. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you'll reach the dizzying heights of that you could with that kind of snare drum, which kind of sucks, but... Mm-hmm. You know, let's uh, be fun. Let's do it. You got an idea for a dumb artwork that we can sell? I got a couple. Well, so originally the first thing we thought of, because we we did mention this in the group chat very briefly, and I was like, what if we did the bull, but just like demolishing Mm. the rest of us? Mm. We ain't going to be able to sell it. I know. I thought it was funny, but then I was like, it's really niche. Um, Another thing I was thinking is um, very like apocalyptic. Yeah, I'm I'm on board. Yeah, like um, there's kind of like different like ideas of the world ending like tidal wave. We talk about it in one of the songs. It has to be dumb though. It has to be dumb. It has to be dumb. You've got good artwork that's about the album. It has to be fucking dumb. The last one was a weed monster. The one before that was my dog as a surgeon. Like, <laughs> what about um, like? Can I tell you what I please, have, what please. I have planned and mm-hmm. you know my track record of selling out these things? It's pretty fucking good. Let's go. Um, and this is the level of dumb. So, have you ever seen? Oh, I'll tell you this bit afterwards. So. All I do when I do this, the Void Division one, they said it's called Chronicles. And I went, ha ha, the word chronic is in the word Chronicles. Ha ha, weed. Right? <laughs> so your one, I've got a few ideas. Symptoms of survival. I thought of survival. I thought, you know what is cool? Is uh, The Last of Us. Yes. Right? Seen The Last of Us? Yeah. A clicker. Yeah. Because it's obviously got, it's going to be death metal style. A clicker because they look cool already. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the All Shall Perish artwork, The Price of Existence? I'd have to look at it. It's like a weird fucking mangled thing guy on the front. Mm-hmm. So, a clicker. And then I was like, yeah, but how do we make it Dying Wish? And I was like, wait, what it, is a clicker? A clicker is the, the thing from, from the, the mushroom oh, head, okay. like scary things mm-hmm. from The Last of Us. Have you seen The Last of Us? Yes. You heard about this? I yeah, I I didn't know that's what the, it was clickers, called. Yeah. Okay, got it. Not a big gamer. 
Me neither. I thought uh, we did buy it, but I haven't played it. Yeah, I haven't either. I did buy it and didn't. I played it and it got really hard. And I went, I'm just gonna watch the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to do anything here. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I thought, right, well, how do we make it Dying Wish? And I thought, what if the clicker is fighting the genie from Aladdin coming out of his uh, what is it? What's it called? Bottle. Is it is it a bottle in Aladdin? I thought it was a lamp. It's a lamp. Sorry, I was thinking, I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. <laughs> Wait, why did she say bottle? <laughs> I don't know. Bottle. Yeah, I'm saying bottle. There's no T's, <laughs> motherfuckers. Um, we, I thought we could do that, or even just the clickers coming out of a lamp, because then it's like Dying Wish. And then what did you say? Give me some other like, buzz. Give me some buzzwords from the album. You said war. That's not very funny. Uh, war. Um... P P fighting could be Fight, like, could be fine. We could slap Muay a bull in there. Yeah. I reckon we could slap a bull in there. A bull, okay. Because by this point, they now know the bull story. Right. Originally, I'm like, you're not sending the bull because Jeff the bull isn't public knowledge. But guess the fuck what it is now. It is now fully established. What if we combine? Because obviously, there's a, a budget here that's not insane. So we combine the bull. The clicker is just the survival. The word survival is just, oh, I just went there. And I think that's, you know, as long as we can get away with it without being arrested or whatever. Not arrested. What's that, that copyright shit? Uh, cease and desist. I, yeah, I reckon we don't touch Disney, though. Everyone I know that's got a bootlegger thing, the oh. minute they touch fucking Hocus Pocus, <laughs> you are fucking down. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's out. Um, some sort of fighting. Maybe fighting a bull. I mean, in itself, it's got to be funnier. Who's got pets? You got any pets? I have a cat. How cool is this cat? Uh, he's the best. He's orange. Orange cat, Max. Psycho. Who, they, get, the rest uh, of the guys don't have cats. How long have you had animals. this cat for? Uh, since we moved here, so three months. That is a new cat. We're still on the honeymoon phase. To, yeah, is that enough time to know if you really want it to be committed to art? <laughs> but cat is funny. Cat can be real funny. Um, we have kind of a running bit. This is going to sound really bad if you don't know us, but we have a running bit about Jeff's dead dog, Brutus. Wow. <laughs> Who wore a diaper in the last few years of his life. It's not funny. I'm just... How is it a running bit? It's just anything bad happens, Jeff goes, oh, Brutus. Like, I don't know. It's, you'd have to be there. It's one of those things. What's the but do- what's a the dog in a diaper. Uh, no. <laughs> no, this is this is it. We got it. We got it. We got it. There we go. We got no. It's a it's a bull in a diaper. A bull in a diaper. A bull in a diaper. The clicker. Mm-hmm. The clicker and the bull. We uh, can't do genie because it's Aladdin, or yeah, but we can use the lamp. Lamp. Okay. I think a bottle would be too. People, are like, why the fuck is there a bottle there? Yeah. So the clicker and the bull. May, oh, got it. Got okay. it. I fucking got it. It's done. This is it. What were the people that do the bull fighting? Uh, no, you know they got the red thing. We don't like it. No, what's it called? Though? What is it called? A matador. A matador, right? <laughs> yes. But the matador is a clicker. Mm. The bull's got a diaper on. And the whole, yeah, that's it. That's and the it. whole scene is like appearing from a lamp. Yep. Absolutely locked in. Shake on that. Uh, yep. Do you want to talk conspiracy theories? Cause oh, yeah. 
you asked me yesterday what's your conspiracy theory that is most believed what your your what is it give me the question again what is your <laughs> what is like your favorite conspiracy it could be no i thought you said it was the wildest one that you actually believe oh um oh well it's your question what do you want the question to be and you want to ask me first or you like, want me to ask you it what is your most like unbelievable conspiracy that you actually do believe okay i got it jfk what about him that his head just did that <laughs> he just imploded i planned that joke <laughs> last night and you set me up there like perfect you? that was absolutely perfect i was because you asked me and i had to go for a piss and then i was thinking what's a funny thing i could reply to that and i said <laughs> think of conspiracies jfk and i was like yeah maybe his head just did that anyway i hope that got pop at home I don't really have one, but I want yours because you started to tell me it yesterday. Um, oh, well, here's the thing, though. I don't really know what to believe, but I just know I have some ideas about what could be happening with Britney Spears. There are some people Hit that... me, baby. There, there, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go, go, go. I didn't go. give you the proper space for that. Uh, it was, no, because I was, I was trying to shoehorn it in. Yeah. It's fine. Go. Um, well, there are people that believe she's been dead since like 2011, but I don't know if I necessarily believe that. I know that she... Why, I, why do they believe that? Because it would just kind of make sense that they are just continuing her likeness to make money off of her if she actually was dead. And that would explain why... She's so bizarre. Black and Mirror. Black, it's, it's, oh my God, the whole Britney thing is so Black Mirror. So, okay, this is where my two worlds collide, right? Because my best friend Haley, who I believe you've met in Portland when yep. we did our margarita, um, she got me really into it. And I'm not on TikTok, but I downloaded TikTok for this purpose. So my entire feed was just Britney. Brainwashing. Yes. I downloaded TikTok <laughs> to be brainwashed. I did. Well, I just think it's really fascinating. Um, so we are really into NBA. And the number one draft pick, Victor Wembanyama. He, Wembanyama, I don't, I'm bad with names, but he. I don't even know what NBA is, so carry on. Basketball. I do know that. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, carry on. He was seen... There is a video of the back of Britney's head. It's the first time she's popped up in press because she never leaves her house. Nobody ever sees her out in public. Her whole wedding is CGI'd. Like, there's proof. Wait, she's her standing, wedding is actually CGI'd? Yeah, there, there's That's this, not the conspiracy. That's true. It has to be. They're standing in front of a green screen with Britney and Madonna and who else? Um, Drew Barrymore. And there's parts of hair and hands that disappear into the background as if it's in front of a green screen and it's all just being played. I can't believe, I thought you'd what seen is it? this. No, is this a video or a... Yeah, there's, there's one on YouTube and there are like, there's explanations for it. And so I started to get into the AI and the deep faking. And one of the things that people notice most about Britney is her teeth, right? Her teeth are not normal. And she's got the gap. Maybe she could have been wearing, wearing veneers or whatever, but if she is so mentally far gone that she no longer cares about her appearance, like Britney was a beautiful girl. And, you know, maybe 
It, we saw it with the whole head shave thing. Anyways, my point is you see there are videos where she doesn't have any bottom teeth I'm, at all. I'm looking at one right now. No bottom teeth. And then I read into the explanation behind it. Deep faking and AI, artificial intelligence, has many weak spots, and that is hair, hands, and teeth. And there are parts where you cannot see her bottom teeth. For anyone who thinks I'm a complete psychopath right now, fair enough. No, I'm watching but, the video. If Simon could put one of those videos up, mm -hmm. that looks crazy. Yeah, and so it has like her, there's sometimes where you see teeth, and there's sometimes where it just, her bottom, it just looks like bottom lip and gum, and it's because it has such a hard time, like artificial intelligence has such a hard time replicating that. Um, another a hard thing- time eyeing. Eyeing. Being eye. Eye. Yeah. Eye. Eye. <laughs> um, she also is Southern. There's no Southern accent. But to get back to the Victor Wembanyama thing, she has not been in the public eye in years. She's not ever seen out in public. Then suddenly, the hottest draft star that we've seen it for maybe a decade in, you know, he's like, they're like, oh, he's going to be like the most versatile best player in the NBA of all time is what they're expecting from this French guy. Better than Jordan. They're, they're saying, I don't know. I'm available for Jordan. Yeah. Brand <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. Um, but yeah, so he, she's seen, and apparently she went up to go say hello to Victor Wembanyama. There's a video I've of her this. from the back. You don't really see her face. It's from far away. There's no other like accounts of people taking videos. And it's like, if people saw Britney, they would film it, but there's no other evidence except for this one. And it just lands her a place on TMZ very randomly. Apparently his security guard punched her in the face. Yeah. That's the video I have seen. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, strange. Why would that happen? Why? What's the agenda there? Just, I don't know, plant her with someone who's like very Most. obscurely in the media, like yeah. Victor Wembanyama, and, you know, kind of just like, why was Madonna at her wedding? Why was Drew Barrymore at her wedding? Like, she doesn't... When was this wedding? Uh, I, Not, I like 10 years ago or like no, fucking like last week? No, recently. Uh, like a year, I think it was within the last year or just around a year ago. Madonna be looking kind of AI. Oh, yeah. Well, there's theories that I don't, I don't believe in the whole you, you got adrenochrome more, you got more thing. For me. Oh. I don't believe in the adrenochrome thing necessarily, but she's definitely on some crazy wealthy like stuff. I still would. Same. Sick. Might <laughs> uh, I have to say that? Yeah. Yeah, I can say that. I don't know what Thank you for asking. Yeah, that's fine. I, yeah. asked, I asked afterwards. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't have known. Um, oh so that's your, you, I mean, I can see it in your eyes that you truly do believe that and you are brainwashed by tiktok that's fine um did she say anything about the uh like about the getting punched because obviously wouldn't why wouldn't you come out and be like i got punched it was horrible i think she like made a statement on twitter but i haven't seen like a video of her addressing it have i you, don't think have you seen the black mirror episode the episode one from the new season it's literally what you're explaining the ai shit Oh, yeah, with the Netflix? Yeah. Freaky. So cool. But And then like, I watched it and I was like, oh, my God, we're like a month away from this happening. That's what part <laughs> of that writers, uh, the actor strike is. It's in, their, in what they want their terms to be is you cannot use my likeness. Mm -hmm. But then, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. And it is fucking dystopian and horrible. 
Ah, no, I just I just agree with them doing that. I was going to say, but like, if you were an old actor, you could be like, ah, no, I don't agree. Like with Carrie it. Fisher, Amani and I were having this conversation. What was what, Carrie, Carrie Fisher, Fisher died, and then they used her likeness in the newest star in the newer Star Wars films. Did after they? The fact. Yes. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Who okayed that though? I wonder. I'm asking, like, you know, like I don't. Who? I wonder if like her family got paid or something. You would hope. Maybe I hope so. Her mom died three years after she, or three days after she did. They said she died of a broken heart. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. However, that's the way I want to go. So romantic. Yeah. So, I told Jeremy we have to go out like the Notebook at the, the same notebook? time. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> the Notebook is horrific as a movie. The end of the Notebook <laughs> cried my fucking brains out. Brutal. Wait, there was a in Reading where I'm from, Reading, England. Shout out Reading, England. <laughs> um, there was a couple. Right. This is really cute and really dark. Um, there was a couple who, one of them, they're like an older couple, one of them got terminal cancer and they rented or they rented a room in the most expensive hotel, the penthouse hotel in the Forbury Hotel in uh, Reading. Mm-hmm. And they had one massive blowout last night because she, she was terminal and he wasn't, but he didn't want to live without her. And they had one crazy last night and then just both pieced and left a note. And apparently their kid was, I think, I hope I'm not butchering that, apparently their kid was okay with it because they knew that they loved each other so much. I'm going to cry talking about it. (laughs) Very The Last of Us. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, scary. Ugh, yeah. We've done so much talking. How are we doing? We're doing pretty good. Okay. Um... So I don't really have a conspiracy. No? I haven't really got one. Um, How do you feel about 9-11? Re- yeah, reel off some conspiracies for me. I don't want to talk about music anymore. 9-11, uh, the moon landing was fake. Um, there is a very, very, I think, backed up conspiracy that OJ's son is the one that killed Nicole Simpson. Really? Yes. What, um, what's the grounds there? So there's a guy who wrote the wrote a book about it. Um, not OJ's book which was called I Did It <laughs> it literally was really literally called I Did It I, I didn't I haven't read that book, and it was obviously a bestseller immediately yeah um, well so he had a son before he had I think he had two kids with Nicole Simpson um, and then he was he had an affair with his son's or while he was married to his son's mom, he had an affair with Nicole, so he left his mom, had two other kids, kind of like very this like whole, you know, left out thing. Um, yeah. And uh, he had a lot of mental illness, I think maybe because of that, but um, he had a violent criminal record. And it actually, the day after Nicole Simpson died, OJ hired... I think it was the person who wrote this book, I could be wrong, to represent his son because he thought his son, his son did it. And, you know, there's the whole glove thing. Yeah. Um, have you watched the Cuba? Oh, he's canceled, but the uh, American Crime Story about it. Yes. So sick. It's really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. The glove. We got the glove. The, the glove. The murder weapon. What's the murder weapon one? A knife. It was a knife. But what's the conspiracy there? Oh, well, it was apparently 
I'll, I'll fast track to the end. It was apparently found in OJ Simpson's son's garage years after the case had been closed. And the guy who wrote this book brought all of this evidence to other criminal investigators and they went to go present it to the LAPD and they basically said, no, we don't want to reopen the case. So yeah, apparently you can't. This America, one of your crazy fucking rules is if you've been found innocent for something, you can't be retried, isn't it? Crazy. Yeah. Or if you unless there unless there is a new um like a like a new is that true? New evidence? Like outstanding new evidence? I don't know. If I think I think in America, if you've been tried for it, and that's why they always they like in courtroom dramas and stuff, they mm. try and push it so they can get all of the evidence in and stuff comes after the you know, it's always like, Why did you give this to me now? The courtroom's tomorrow. We can't get this processed. And then they have to figure something out because otherwise you just, you know. I think you're right, actually. What's the not? Double Jeopardy. Like the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say something about the show, but I don't even know. I just know it's a show. Alex Trebek, rest in peace. He's dead? Yeah. Didn't know you, bro, but rest in peace. He was a nice um, guy. What's, I mean, might as well talk about 9-11 a little bit. We already, mm-hmm. already made some off-color jokes about it earlier. <laughs> um, the 9-11 one is obviously fucked up. Like, I read into that one. The stuff about, like, what's it called? The There was a, a, a like, a document written up about, it was called, like, something for the new American revolution or something. Not the Unabomber fucking manuscript, because I think that's what I just said. <laughs> but it was a bit of... Like a government, like how do we enforce all of these laws? And then in it, in the actual bit, it's like 1999, it's before, pre 9-11, I'm butchering this, but like in it, they say the only way we, the only way that the public will agree to these new measures and stuff is if there is another Pearl Harbor. And it says it in the fucking document that you can look on the internet. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, and it even lists the countries that they wanted out and they wanted the relations to be soured with in the thing. Like, we would need to get rid of these countries in terms of this. We'd need our own Pearl Harbor. And then two years later, boom, quite literally, boom. Mm hmm. Is that the conspiracy that you're thinking about? Or are you like, are you on the planes didn't hit the building? No, shit? they did, but there was explosions inside the building that were that came from somewhere else. There and had the f- to be. Jet meal doesn't jet jet meal. Jet, jet meal. meal. <laughs> jet, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. There's that whole debate. Yeah. Free fall. But the free fall one I'm a bit skeptical on because like I think there is an argument that if a building Actually, I don't know. The, the argument is if a building's on fire, then it could spread to other buildings. So the best thing to do is blow it up at the bottom to get the whole building gone safely instead of it doing whatever. But those things were built to not fall over or be melted. Right. So there's a whole thing there. And you can see in the footage detonations happening prior to the free fall. And there is evidence that there was all of this, um, like elevator maintenance that had ties to Bush in the World Trade Center. And there was the 
the, all of the fighter pilots were on a training thing on that day for that exact situation. I forgot about that bit. And so a, a bunch of them were just thought it was part of the training. Mm-hmm. Shit, yeah, you crazy. you can hear in the um in like in the transcripts and everything, they're like, wait, this is real, this is not a drill, because yeah. that makes sense. They must have been prepared for a drill. Fuck. <sighs> Absolutely not. Nice. What if though there is no conspiracy and all of the like extra detonations were people that I mean this is horrible because most of these people are probably dead. Um were just people that were like yeah, fuck this place. And then they just wrecked it from the inside. I fucking hate this office. And they're just like <laughs> smashing things and setting shit on fire. Wow. I mean, that was absolutely... Dark. Really fucking dark. But, <laughs> right, but... And it obviously is a fucking tragedy. Even if it was an inside job, it was a fucking tragedy and so many people died. Yeah. It's oh, terrorism either way. So many people died all over the world because mm-hmm. of it. But... How long until you can make a joke about stuff? I'm not making a joke, but like 9-11 seems to be the only thing where it's like 9-11 is the C word. Like you can't, you still can't do it. And it was 20 fucking, Are you asking two me? years ago. Like for permission? <laughs> no, I already made at least two, so I'm fucking out regardless. Yeah. But like, where, because I was thinking about this the other day, because not to be, hyping up American crime stories so much. But like, have you seen the Versace one? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Um, and I just fuck, I was super interested in all that shit anyway. But like, I was thinking about the Eminem lyric about Versace, you know, the really homophobic one. Do you know it? Hey, it's me, Versace. Whoops, mm. somebody shot me mm-hmm. when I was just checking the mail. Get it, checking the mail. And the Versace died in... I think 1999 and that song came out in 2001. That is a short turnaround on a joke about a tragedy. Yeah. But 9-11. It's been 22 years. 22 years, no jokes. Coming up. There's actually one joke. I've seen one joke and I mean, he's dead so he can't get the fallout. The the Norm MacDonald 9-11 joke. Have you seen? What is it? You know Norm Norm MacDonald? I don't know. Old comedian. He was in like dirty work and stuff like that. Like I think he was on SNL, was he? The old guy, Jeremy, in the room remembers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So he basically, he was on, he was just doing, I think he had a podcast and he was just talking. He's dead now, rest in peace because he's a fucking legend. He was talking, he's talking about something and someone next to him makes a 9-11 joke and it's the cleverest, like not even like not even a funny one, like a kind of probably a little bit offensive one. And Norm MacDonald goes, don't, you can't, don't make a joke about an atrocity like 9-11. I was up through the streets searching for my brother through smoke and debris. He was in Northern Canada. Like, and I was just like, <laughs> like as in like, he's just like, it was just a perfect joke, but mm-hmm. that's the only one I've heard. Hmm. I'm trying to build one now, but I think I've already made one. I think I'm out on it. I've seen like, you know, the, this is my nine elevens. That's a funny bit. Have you seen those? No. Oh, I do like, I feel like memes, memes have been hitting it. Me- meme culture is, has been joking about nine eleven for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to have to get off nine eleven because I'm going to go into 
There's <laughs> some really funny memes. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> RIP to everyone involved. Yeah, all all it's over terrible. the world. I do actually think it is oft overlooked that the fallout of 9 11 killed many people in other countries and didn't stabilize anything. Yep. It's all worse. Um, it's going depressing again. No, 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 no. no. Uh, speaking of memes, last night, I just had a real <laughs> meme. I had a meme. What were you laughing at? My meme moment. <laughs> yeah. What are you actually laughing about? The sauce. Yeah. I've just, last night I came <laughs> home. I fucking love memes. I was sat where you were sat right there. Mm-hmm. Pissed out my brain. And I just, I actually leave on now. I don't, I don't use TikTok. I don't. I know there's a lot of funny shit on there, but for some reason, my TikTok like explore page is not shit I want to see. Mm-hmm. My Instagram explore page, however, oh, funny, babes, sneakers. Uh, but like, I leave my, you know, it pops up in Instagram like recommendations and you can choose to turn them off. I've been leaving them on and I'm just getting all these funny things and I found, found a new favorite meme page yesterday. I'm going to shout out this meme page because it's that funny. I need to know. And I just sat there because actually what I love about a meme page when they have like 50, 60,000 followers and then I follow them and then they follow me back. I'm like, why are you following me back, meme page? <laughs> it's called Dick Chimney. Awesome. V2. And it, it, the picture, I believe, is Dick Cheney looking like a cartoon. V2. You know what that means? V, yeah. First one. Had a 9-11 Maybe <laughs> or snuff video. Oh, they do often go <laughs> yeah. down there. But like I sat where you were sat just there and I was just howling, literally howling. Mm-hmm. I can't even, I, I reckon this one could be played via audio. Oh, do it. Simon can just pop this up. Simon, I'm going to play it via audio, but in the video, if we could just have the video of it, but for the audio people, we'll have that in. Um, do you want to va- vape edit? Oh, you can you can put leave, it in. Leave it in. That catch was awesome. <laughs> hey, it was really really good. Yeah. Jeremy just threw a vape at Emma and she caught it. Like uh, NFL, what one does the catching? Receiver. A receiver. Jeremy's laughing because how could you not know that? We like sports in this household. Okay, you ready? Yes. This is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, it's cheese. No. This is cheese sauce. Yeah, you're right, it's cheese. No. No. The fact, we need to put the video up because it's just like looking gormlessly at the camera. Do you have the word gormless here? No. Oh, there's a, there's a vocab thing. Yesterday's vocab was tumescence, right? Gormless, it's a very UK word. I'm going to pop up the thing. Anyway, he's looking gormlessly at the camera and... <laughs> Looks like he really wants to guess it. Like, uh, what, what? I don't even remember what it was. Sauce. That's right. Cheese. No. He looks cooked. Yeah. It, gormless. Lacking sense or initiative. A constantly grinning, rather gormless boy. Is gormless a British word? Yeah, it is. In, informal British. I ain't got anything now. I got nothing. I mean, we're, we're, we're good on time. Mm-hmm. We've got. Um, I did your top five artists of all time last time. Uh-huh. So we can't really do that. And I'm sort of struggling at the end. Sort of struggling at the end of the podcast. It's not even that. Born out of when people come and they they think it's going to be press. Mm. And I want to do something different. I like did a dream festival thing. I did top fives. People fucking, people hated both of them separately. Dream festival's cool. But 
Yeah. You don't want to. You you don't want to do it. You I can want, do it. You want to re- reel it off real quick, uh, and yeah. I'll, I'll just quick fire. Okay. What country? Uh. Yeah, you weren't ready for that, were you? America. You'd have it in America. Yeah. Why? I don't really want to go to Europe. It's nice. it's. I like Europe, but shows for us here. I'm I'm just imagining we're gonna play the stream festival. You have to. That's the only rule. And you, do, you do know other countries exist. I, I do. I'll take, yeah. Take America. Where? I've always enjoyed playing in Canada too, but um, um, California or Florida. Ooh. Florida. I take it back. I love California, but Florida. Why? Why Florida? Tampa. Fuck yeah! I'm a Tampa guy. Yep. You know why? Because we're going to the castle after. What castle? The castle. It's a goth club in Tampa. Oh, I've heard so much about it. I tried yep. to go last time. Yeah. No one would go with me. Um, it's like pretty notorious. It's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. I uh, okay. So this is kind of a funny story. I did a piggyback ride race with my friends outside, and even though I was the smallest person. I thought that I could carry someone on my back and run fastest and win. And it's a cobblestone street. <laughs> so uh, they're uh-oh. like, three, two, one, go. And I start running, just taking off. <laughs> I made it like maybe five steps. And me and the person on my shoulders just fell and skid in front of the entire line of people, which was probably 100 people at the castle. 100 goths. 100 goths. And... People that were at the show. Historically quite forgiving, though, goths. I don't think you would have got laughed at that Honestly, much. I laughed it off. It was hilarious. You know what? Like, nobody can make fun of you if you make fun of yourself first. Yeah, I think. that's my whole thing. Yeah. Self-deprecation. So, mm-hmm. Okay, so what? You want the festival at the castle or you want that to be post-castle? Somewhere outside in Ybor City. Ebor, that's a nice word to Ebor. say in American. That's where all the roost. That's where Castle is, where all the roosters is it, are. Is that I B O R? Y B O R. Why? Ebor. 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 <laughs> uh, sorry, sometimes that happens. Okay, who is going? No, before we even get there, what what would your dream catering be? Catering. What, do you, mean? what you got? You got faith? Doesn't have to be in Florida. You can it's fly in. All all vegan. In the morning, there is a lovely lady who is ready to make just egg omelets. All you can eat, like, continental breakfast style. Just egg is a fake egg. It is. Like, it's vegan. It's just eggs. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? It's, I think it's made out of mung bean. Now, now munging. Do you guys have that word? What is it? Mung. Mung. Munging. Slang. No. I've got to check that I can fucking say it. If it means what I think it... Munging, slang, yeah. Um, to suck the fetid juices out of a corpse. Jesus. Sort of the necrophiliac version <laughs> of, of felching. If you know what felching. That doesn't sound very vegan to me. You know what me. felching is. Felching? Yeah. No. I'm gonna have to pull up felching now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> felching, urban dictionary. Let's have a little look. Uh, when someone ejaculates into an anus and then sucks out their own cum. Whatever <clears throat> makes so you it's happy. Made out of, so it's made out, made out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. 
Omelets, and then what? Um, for lunch, or like, I, okay, so normally, like, okay, lunch is um, like a sushi bar, like a sushi. Um, Vegan conf- sushi sucks. So no, bad. you gotta go to blue sushi here. Maybe we I've, should get that later for I've dinner. I've been. You've been? Oh, well, you is hang out with Tom in, Williams. Is there one in Denver as yes. well? Yes, I've been. But guess what? Not good? No. I had the swimmy, swim, swims. Oh, yeah. I didn't have the vegan stuff, so maybe I can't. I've had some... I haven't had, like, fake salmon, so I don't know. I mean, like, oh, a fucking avocado roll. Come on. It's... I can make that at home. It's rice and avocado. Uh, what are they making out of? Felch. <laughs> Mung. Yeah, um, Mung. So, but, okay, well, for, for your sake, for anyone's sake, selfishly, I will allow options for everybody. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, eat, no, I'll eat the vegan stuff. I'll eat the vegan stuff. Conveyor belt sushi. Go. Yeah. For lunch. Nice. For dinner. Dinner. Um, New York style Sicilian pizza. I love a vegan pizza. Mm-hmm. I'm a big cheese fucks up my sinuses. Everything fucks my sinuses up. Interesting. Cheese fucks my sinuses up like nothing else to the point where I don't really eat cheese now. Um, why are you laughing? Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> the meme, the meme. <laughs> Sauce, cheese. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, yeah, I love a vegan pizza. Have you got a specific vegan pizza place that you like? Um, I think there's one in Brooklyn, not far from St. Vitus, called Jay's. Mm, I don't think I've been. I've been to St. Vitus, but I haven't been to the pizza place. You know. You ever been to Pure, Pureza in London? No. That's your fucking spot next Only time been to London. London once. What? And I ate McDonald's. Next time. And Burger King. Jesus fucking Christ. You get that anywhere. Purezzo. Shout out Purezzo. It's fucking amazing vegan pizza. Okay. I would take it over a normal pizza every day of the week. You know what I do love is Vapiano. Big Vaps fan. Yep. So good. Actually, that could be part of a dream festival. Catering by Vapiano. I think it would be in mine. A lot of people, when you speak to German people about uh, Vapiano, they they were like... I can't believe you eat there. Like, I, I can't remember who it was. Someone that was like really punk. It was like, I can't believe you guys eating Vapiano. I was like, what are you going to tell me about like the CEO fucking dogs or something? And it was just like, their food hygiene standards are really low. I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm from America, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I get the shits from all the chilies that I put on there. Like, mm. it's going, who knows which bit made me ill. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, you got your pizza, you got your food. Okay. Who's a headliner and where? What time are Dying Wish playing? Dying Wish plays at four o'clock. Sweet spot, you know. Doors at noon. Mm. We play at four. You think four is the sweet spot? Four or five afternoon. You know, still. Well, mm, yeah, you know, this I is want a dream. Okay, you're Your right. Fucking bigger by now. Sunset. Mm, there it is. So that by the end of the show, the light show is the first real light show you see all day, yes. and it's awesome. Straight from the Path just did a festival yep. run, and we got almost all those lineups. Yeah. A couple of mornings, but like a 7 p.m. Ugh. Or like a, even like an 8 p.m., and then just by the end, sunset. BDS. Beautiful. Big dick shit. B-D-E. Is, B-D-E. Here's the thing. I don't know if I heard this somewhere else, or I, was, I had a brief time where I was going to try and start this, like, BDE, big dick energy, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, why, why isn't there a female equivalent? But I, I know that females can have BDE because it's a state of mind. It is. Right? It's mentality. But then, oh, I don't know if I can say it. 
in my, I'm just saying, fucking. Just say it. If someone's got this far, they're determined to cancel me anyway. Don't worry um, if it's not okay, I'll let you know. Because men could have this too. Uh, warm pussy energy. Mm, I don't like that. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's absolutely fine. I was trying to think of the equivalent because like you don't want a soft dick. That's why that works. Right. I mean, big big doesn't even doesn't even mean hard, does it? Okay, I fucked up. I fucked it up. I just meant you don't want to. Wait, am I not allowed? Am I not allowed to say the p word? No, you can. It's fine. No, you. I said no. No, I. No. I really don't. I. I don't have a problem with it. I've been told off for that before. You. You've been told off for yeah, it. Yeah, for saying pussy. Come on, it's 2023. I. It was, and the way it's not the, hurting the, anybody. The way the person said, yeah, I wasn't. I was calling. Uh, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't being stupid, but. She said it. Let me tell you, the reverse cancellation that would have happened so hard. It had this been like a public exchange. Mm-hmm. She said, "That is our word," and I went, "That kind of sounds like you're, you know, equating that to something else." I could double, double fucking cancelled, cancel <laughs> Uno Reverso, boom. Anyway, take back the thing I said about trying to make. WPE a thing. I don't want to make it a thing. Yeah, no. Um, I I don't know if there needs to be an equivalency. I don't really think that matters. I guess you know. Uh, it doesn't because it is. It's big dick energy is gender neutral. Mm-hmm. I actually also saw people. Women have dicks too. Women do have dicks. Mm-hmm. Huge fan. Um, but like, there's also like. There was people, I saw people saying it discriminates against people with small penises. Everyone's just trying to get everyone for everything. And I was like, no, but it's like, it's you can have a small dick and have big dick energy. Absolutely. It's a phrase. Yeah. Guys. It's. I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily body shaming. I don't like to, like, like when all of like the Trump stuff was happening and then like 2020, all of the, this is where I'm going to show my Portland PC thing a little bit. This is where it comes in. This is where you're my barometer of these things. Yeah. Well, I, I don't feel like I'm selective, but I guess just it's okay for everyone to be offended by certain things and not by, you know, not everybody has to feel how I feel, mm-hmm. whatever. But during 2020 black lives matter movements, there were people making comments about the cops having small dicks. And I was like, eh, I don't really feel like now we should shame people because there might be people on our side too that I mean, maybe don't is. feel good about that, you know? But yeah, again, that's my PC colors just showed a little bit. That's but. fine. And also in, in case you are going to get me anyone, I d- didn't want what I said to come across as fetishizing when I said big fan of girls with dicks, not fetishizing. We're just supporting. Ha- mm, however, <laughs> big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Um, who's headlining? Um, if I were to have a festival, it would be a mixed bill. That's absolutely fine. It's a dream. It's, a, it's your, your dream situation. Dream. SZA. SZA has to headline. SZA, Paramore, Deftones. Um, yeah. It's nice. And it would be one day. Just one day. One day first. Yeah. And afterwards, you're going to the castle. You've done that. Yep. Catering's all done. Mm-hmm. Locked in. What about a little 
a band smaller than Dying Wish that you would like to give their flowers to, to come come along and open it, that people should check out. That's what I'm getting at there. Mm. Put you on the spot as well. It's bad, isn't it? Uh, there's a lot. You can give me a more. It could be a smaller stage. Um, a smaller stage. Uh, I don't think Military Gun is smaller than Dying Wish, but I would want Military Gun on the festival. Um, Cruelty from Japan. Um, Gates to Hell from Louisville. Band's fucking sick. Yeah. Um, who else? Give me one more and we can wrap it up. One more. Okay. Um, band from Philadelphia, I think, called Scarab. 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 Have you heard of them? Uh, I think I know what a scarab is, but I've never heard of the band. It's a, good. A, be- a beetle. They're they're fairly new. I they don't. What's the vibe? What do they sound like? Um, oh, I have one more too. Um, good. Just heavy, mean, hardcore music. It's Tyler Mullen who used to sing in Year of the Knife. It's his new band. Cool. Hands of God from the Bay Area. It's a cool band. Making name. their comeback, comeback show at the festival. There we go. That's it. Yep. Emma Boster. Yay. Thanks for coming on Downbeat. I hope it was okay. Yeah. Did you have fun? I had least? fun. Not even a little nervous after we said that we were nervous. So. Was it the Mountain Dew though? Yes. Or was it the Monster Energy Ultra that's pouring through my veins right now? <laughs> if you thought that I was very sharp during this episode, it was the caffeine and the concentrated. I'm not actually sponsored by Monster, but give me some fucking money. You blew it. Done eight episodes. You could have been on it. Sorry. <laughs> I love you All very good. much. Love you. you. Very, Thank you so much. Very. We have toured together and now we are very close friends i'd like to Mm -hmm. i'd like to think i could come to you with any problems as i often do please do (laughs) as i often do can i do this can i say this Mm -hmm. um thank you appreciate you i hope you'll come on again one day please anytime everyone check out dying wish pre-order the fucking vinyl which will be out to pre-order now and go to a a dying wish show i'll I'll find out what tour is announced. I don't want to go through my phone right now. Mm -hmm. And it will have already been plugged at the beginning. Yes. Goodbye. Bye.